Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. You're listening to I Am The Future with Lady Fontaine, co-host Dr. Gene Cirillo, Julie Zellman, and Frank Todaro. This is I Am The Future, and now, Lady Fontaine. Thank you, Frank. This is Lady Fontaine and Dr. Jean Cirillo. And we're here to answer your questions on love, life, career, and whatever is on your mind. So give us a call at 646-381-4141. Later in the show, we have Master Palmist Myrna Lou Goldbaum with us. She'll be talking to us about palm reading, and she'll be taking calls with us later in the show. So stay tuned. The night is young, and we'll be taking your calls a little later in the show. The number again is 646-381-4141. The switchboard is already lighting up, so give us a call at 646-381-4141. So, Dr. Cirillo, we have a master palmist on the show who's going to be reading our palms later today, and you don't send us? Your palm print? No, I, I didn't really have a way to scan it, so I guess oh. we'll just have to go with my natal chart. Oh, I thought you would be so heartbroken over this, and it doesn't sound like you are. No, no, that's okay. <laughs> I'll listen to everybody else's and give my feedback. Well, we're very excited to have her on the show, so I can't wait till. till you have one less up. hand to worry about. I know, but we would have liked to see what kind of magical things she would pick up for you. Oh, well, you know, maybe maybe we can get to her off the air. I don't know. Well, I guess we're going to have to see. So, how was your week? Anything special going on with you? Uh, let's see. This week, no, not really. Nothing uh, that special or different happened this week except oh 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 what can I say? The the book, you know, there was supposed to be a second a second book, you know, I know why you were having trouble picking up what was supposed to happen with mm-hmm. the house. I got word, my agent got word that it was cancelled. Uh so now we're back to the original proposal that she was gonna try to market to a different book house. I'm getting so disgusted with the whole thing, uh I can see why the psychic messages, though, on your part were very confusing because every day I get a different piece of news. Yeah, but don't give up on this. I I still feel very, very good about it. And I remember when I first read read for you on the air on on your book situation, um, and I'll have to go back and listen to other shows, but did I feel that this was the publisher for you? I don't remember. Did I? 
Because my gut feeling is, I I think I told you that there was another publisher out there for you on this. Well, yeah, but we were not talking about the main house. We were talking about the other publishers, and now we're back to the first publisher. Oh, all right. Well, I'm confused with all these publishers. (laughs) So, um, you're not uh, the only one. (laughs) So, offline, email me the two. I, I remember the one publisher. Um, so email me the name of the other publisher, and let me see what the first publisher, which did you, because I, I don't remember getting that name. I remember the the other publisher email that you were you working the name with. Of the, I'll email you the name of the second publisher. And then let me see what I pick up with that. The second and, publisher, I can tell you on the air, it's big enough, it's Random House. Oh, well, that's a nice publisher. Nice. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's very nice. But they're they're pretty picky about who or what they they put through. They don't put that many books out per year in in uh, the self help psychology field. Oh, they don't. Wow. No, I you know they they limit a lot of the uh, publishers. The main big publishing house don't want to be book mills. The other one was more of a book mill, the division of it, but. A lot of them still want to be the uh, kind of respectable, elite kind of publisher that puts out five books a year. And they make money doing they, that? Apparently they well, must. But I always apparently, they, if they only pick bestsellers, yeah. Yeah, that's true. Uh, but I, I, I feel I still stand by. All you need is the right publisher here, and I honestly feel your book, this book that we've talked about, um, the potential is huge for you, and I see it being a bestseller. So don't give up on this, Dr. Cirillo. I feel very, very positive about it in the long run for you. And I believe even the first time I read for you, it kind of felt to me that there were going to be delays and there were going to be, there were going to be um, some, I don't remember what the Blocking original Blocking horn, glitches in the road. Right. Yeah. But to me, it kind of feels like, you know, once you get past the summer, I just feel very positive, very, very positive about this for you. So stick stick with it. Don't Don't walk away from it. You'd be walking away from something that had the potential of being very, very big for you. Mm-hmm. So... Um, so I'm going to check with you regularly because I don't want you walking away from this. That's right. All right. <laughs> so um, anybody, you. does anybody else have any important news? Julie, I know you were in Las Vegas. I was. Uh, and you didn't win any money. Jeez. I didn't. <laughs> you didn't gamble? You didn't gamble? I did gamble. I just oh, didn't win. <laughs> oh, no, that's because I, I, we had our deal that you were going to give me half because that's usually what happens to me. I don't win. Exactly, and that's why I said zero of zero is zero. Half of zero is zero. So, was this the first time ever you win? Yeah, I win most of the time. Oh my god! It's okay. I had a great time, and you know what? It's it's gambling. That's why they call it gambling. That's true. That's true. I consider it entertainment money, not you know winning or losing. Well, that's good. That's a good way of uh, approaching it. What hotel did you stay at? Um, I stayed. This is for a whole big discussion. I stayed at the Rio. Oh, and I, I played in the World though. Series of Poker, so oh. that's for another time. Wow. Oh, like a professional poker player? I yeah. play poker, I do. Oh, my God. A piece of information that you don't know about me. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> I picked it up. Interesting. But I love the Rio. That's like um, Mardi Gras, you know, 24-7. 
Yeah. Oh, I love that place. I really, and that's where really they do. host the World Series, so that's oh, why wow. I was staying there. It was great. Oh, wow. That's, and you didn't win there either? That's pretty much the only place I played. Oh, so no. wow. Oh, but it's, really, I had a great time. Oh, so that's good. I'm, I'm fine with it. Good. That's good. And, Frank, how was your week? Well, I, I, I played Xbox. And I won. Uh, the game I was playing uh, threw in a little Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic from a couple of years ago and, and, and beat it. So. Wow. I'm not sharing my winnings, though. Oh, well, you and I had no deal, so that's why yes, you won, am. apparently. <laughs> See, it's, no, my, it's, it's, it's my always losing karma. It that for a few minutes. What was I'm that? going on at 9.20. They're so excited. I think uh, uh, she, she came off me. Oh, okay. Let me mute. Okay, go ahead. Um, so, but that that um, you won, Frank, because I wasn't. You didn't have to give me half of your winnings. Well, I, I, I sure. Psychically, you 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 helped me through the game. So <laughs> uh, well, it's, it's been a fun week. It's been a fun week on this end too. Very Good. Doing a whole lot of jobs that don't really help with the rent, but uh, help spiritually. Through, through my search for happiness. But, oh, good. I mean, anything exciting? Jeez, uh, I did a did a quick commercial for uh, for a child's toy, which I can't necessarily say say which toy it is now. But uh, after July 10th, you'll all, you'll all hear it at some point. Oh, very very exciting. Fun stuff. Yeah. That is what about you, Lady Fontaine? Um, I haven't done anything really special this week. I was busy um, uh, with Destiny, who's been sick, but she's doing a lot better now. So okay, no, good. No, no news with me. Um, Frank, do you want to uh, tell us what's coming up for you in August? Ah, well, coming up for me and for Lady Fontaine, actually. On uh, August 20th, we have the, I believe it's the 20th or the 22nd. I don't have it in front 20th, of me right now. 20th. The 20th. Yes. It's my announcement. I don't even know the date. On August 20th, The Invisible World goes live at a theater in Midtown Manhattan called The Tank. It's a not-for-profit on 45th Street between 8th and 9th. It's going to be a live show. I think it uh, costs us 10 beans. There's going to be 10 bucks. There's going to be former guests and a possible question and answer section later on live with uh, Lady Fontaine and slightly less interesting me. So uh, come on down August 20th. What time will that be? It will be at 7.30 in the evening and go till 4 a.m. Somewhere what? other than there. Probably at the bar around the corner. But oh, well, this is- <laughs> <laughs> of- Nobody's signed me up for that long of it. So. <laughs> you didn't read the fine print, Lady Fontaine. You didn't get your seven-hour script? <laughs> Can you imagine that? <laughs> oh well, but that's great. I'm looking forward to it. I really, really it's, am. So I hope people. It's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah. I will come. I will definitely Yay! be there. Yay! Um, how do people buy tickets, Frank? Uh, right now, we're actually uh, in talks to have some online tickets. Right now, you can buy them from the tank. There should be details at uh, thetanknyc.org. Uh, but yeah, we'll. Uh, We'll post the link once those are up. And also, you could probably buy at the door, too, if, if it doesn't sell out. Oh, okay. That's great. And I will have information both on my website and most likely on my show page here on Blog Talk Radio as well with all the details. Right on. All right. Phone lines are open. 
Please call 646-381-4141 to speak with Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo. They're here to answer all of your questions, so call 646-381-4141 to get expert advice on all that troubles you. And remember, if you don't get on the air tonight, please send us your question at mailbag at ladyfontaine.com. Lady Fontaine and Dr. Cirillo will be selecting a few questions each week to answer live on each show. And it's now time for Sky McKenna's Skywatch Report. Hello, everybody. This is Sky McKenna with my weekly Skywatch Energy Report. This is a review of the energies for the upcoming week. And if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives on AchieveRadio.com or you can go to my new website, SkyMcKenna.com, and click the link near the top of the page. You can also read the energy report on my new blog. There's a link at the top of my website for that, too. Also, my new book, Astrology in You 2010, is available on my website or on Amazon.com now. It's for the whole year and covers everything from astrology basics to major aspects, sign changes, world astrology, and there's a forecast for each sign for all of the upcoming Mercury retrograde periods and all of the eclipses. There are several. I'm told it's very useful, informative, and an easy read. And if you buy it from my website, I'll send you an autographed copy, a free birth chart, so you can follow along with the aspects if you'd like and learn more about astrology. And you'll also get free shipping if you buy it from my website. All the information is there on my website, skymckenna.com. So, we've got the wind in our backs. We're still holding on to our hats. Here's the week ahead in eight minutes or less, and this then is for the week beginning Sunday, June 13, 2010. Gratefully, we actually have a milder week ahead for a change, though we'll still have repercussions from the last several weeks. And while there aren't as many or as dramatic planetary aspects this week, as we've probably noticed these days, we're being forced to look at and deal with areas in our lives that really need a change. But we've also been gifted with magnificent energies lately that encourage, allow, or maybe push those changes to unfold and our lives to begin to be transformed. Specifically, Saturn and Neptune have now both changed direction. Saturn has gone forward and Neptune has turned retrograde. Saturn is all about creating the structures in our lives and we'll be able to see new ways now of dealing with those structures. And Neptune is about deepening our connection with the invisible and with spirit. And he's going to be turning us within now. And also Uranus and Jupiter have both moved into fiery Aries and these two giants are bringing us the possibility for outrageous and sometimes explosive change in our lives. And on Saturday, June 12th, we're very much under the influence of the Gemini New Moon. Now, ordinarily, the Gemini New Moon is an airy social experience, but this new moon is also squared by the taskmaster Saturn, and that connection may temper or even restrain our brilliant new ideas and or how we approach them in some way. It's definitely a more serious Gemini New Moon than usual. Sunday, June 13th is quiet, planetarily speaking, but the moon is traveling through her own sign of cancer and in the very early hours opposes Pluto. And we may be a bit more emotional and at the same time feel we need to push or that we're being pushed. This is just one of those days when if we feel we absolutely positively must do something, don't. If we can have patience today, we'll see the boulder roll away by itself. So just sit tight. Act later this week. And Monday, June 14th, Venus enters Leo and she trines Uranus. 
and relationships will sizzle and become more important and enjoyable for the next few weeks until July 10th when she enters earthy Virgo. And right now, Venus is also forming a very sensuous trine to that Jupiter-Uranus conjunction in Aries, and there will definitely be romance and excitement available to us if we want it. And if we do want it, this is the time for us to get out and be available for all those new and exciting and maybe a little unpredictable people to cross our paths. Also, when spicy Venus is making that trine to Uranus and Jupiter, our intuitive flashes can happen in an instant and bring excitement and insight to our relationships, finances, and our creativity. So pay attention to those intuitions and watch for insightful fireworks. Now, Tuesday, June 15th can be a totally delicious day, too. Today, Venus makes her exact flowing trine to the abundant Jupiter and her cohort, Mars, trines Pluto. This is the day to take action and not hold back. It's a day of plenty in all kinds of scrumptious ways, and the Mars-Pluto aspect reinforces and quadruples that abundant feel-good energy of the Venus-Jupiter aspect. We're confident today. And it's also an especially lucky day, so make hay while that glorious sun shines. And Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, June 15th, 16th, and 17th, really belong to the moon as she travels through Virgo, and we'll have opportunities to get organized and take care of business and ourselves. She also squares the sun, though, in her quarter moon phase. And the quarter moon often brings us something off-kilter, maybe a little uncertainty or some uneasiness, and sometimes even a crisis in the area of life she's encountering. So there may be an unexpected health or work issue that needs to be taken care of. And finally, Saturday, June 19th, the sun squares off with Saturn, and we can find ourselves or those around us feeling a little insecure or maybe saturated in a bit of self-doubt. We may experience a wave of negativity or even a little nagging feeling. So today we should look at ourselves and situations with as much gentleness as we can, love as much of it as we can, and then step forward and move on. Also, something that's just begging for change can show up for us now. And if we do feel some unhappiness today, we should look at it as a roadmap to reach our happiness because it's allowing us to see what we really, really do want and then make the new choices to get there. And through all this not-always-so-happy energy, the sun also forms a graceful trine aspect to Neptune, and we can touch all those things that we consider our dreams and even be proactive and move gently but powerfully toward them. Today, it's also important that we take time to look within and or connect with the all that is in whatever way that flows for us and to let go and sparkle and drift down the stream to those things that we really want in our lives. Now this week I want to talk about how and where each sign will experience this Gemini new moon energy. And as always, this will apply to your sun sign and rising ascendant sign if you know it. Aries, communications of all kinds increase for you. Have fun with them. Take some short trips and get out and about. Be social now. It will clear your thinking and inspire you too. Taurus, your finances can get a boost now, and you can have some inspiration to increase your income. You might also find yourself involved in some fun buying and or selling activities that give you a boost. Gemini, this is your time for fresh starts in your personal life. Even your appearance can get a boost now. Stay optimistic and send or accept all invitations. You can make some really good connections now. Cancer, things hidden can be revealed now. And if you've been waiting for some information, it's right here for you. You may also have a view of the future, but don't make your decisions yet. Leo, social contacts and opportunities to reach your deepest wishes are here. You may also find that friends or groups can help you increase income from your career, so stay open to that possibility. Virgo, new opportunities can appear in your career or your business life. Think outside the box now. You may also have an opportunity for a change of job, new career responsibilities, or maybe even a promotion. Libra, interests at a distance can present themselves to you, and you may find yourself making plans for new educational opportunities or maybe even travel. Make your plans and think in big ways. 
Scorpio, sharing emotional and financial resources will be important now. Attending to intimacy and private transactions will benefit you and be practical for your greatest success now. Sagittarius, partnerships and marriage may see a new beginning. Let the past go and begin again. Cooperation and listening will be important for you to reap the biggest rewards. Capricorn, employment matters, health and diet can be very successful for you now. Improving your physical condition and efficiency can put you on the fast track. And looking to new methods in your everyday life can also open new doors for you. Aquarius, creative talents and new pleasures are in store for you if you want them. New avenues for self-expression and making fun a priority will actually bring you surprising success in other areas of your life. Pisces, a renewal or a new beginning is here for you in your home and family life. And any issues that have been pending in your base of operations can receive new inspiration. Plant seeds now for your future success. It's almost here. Well, that's a wrap for this week's edition of the Skywatch Energy Report. And remember, if you miss any of this, you can re-listen each week in the archives or visit my website, skymckenna.com, and the link is right there at the top of the page. And you'll also find a link to my new blog if you'd like to read the Energy Report. And remember, the animals still need your help. You can feed a homeless animal with just the click of the mouse. It's absolutely, positively, no questions asked free. In 2009, your clicks equaled 92 million bowls of food for homeless animals. So just go to theanimalrescuesite.com and click on the purple button that says, click here, it's free. Well, that's about it for this week. And remember, you never lose by loving, you always lose by holding back. So till next time, take good care, God bless, and namaste. Well, at least it's a slower week, and and for me, she said new beginnings, so I'm definitely looking forward to the new beginnings and even change in appearance. I can't even imagine what that means, but um, I'm definitely looking forward to next Tuesday because Sky McKenna will be with us live here on Eye on the Future, so be sure to tune in next week to hear more about all the incredible astrological changes that we're in store for in the next couple of months. All right. Um, Every now and then we have a guest that I'm really excited about having here on the show. And our guest tonight is one of these people. She is a master palmist. She is an author and has appeared on countless TV and radio shows. It's my pleasure to introduce to you master palmist, Myrna Lou Goldbaum. Myrna. Hi, hi Lady Fontaine. Thanks hi. for having me. Oh, hi, Myrna. Hi. That must be Rachel. No, that's actually Dr. Jean Cirillo. Oh, hi, Jean. Hi, Dr. Jean. Yeah. Hi, Myrna. I forgot to uh, provide my palms, so uh, Lady was chastising me about that a little bit. Oh. <laughs> well, you can email it to me, and I can look at it and email back and tell you what I see. That's an idea if I can scan well, it. Yeah. I heard, well, I heard you talking about your book and the publisher, so yeah. I can look yeah. and see yeah, what you- I see. That's true. <laughs> Something in your palm. So that might be just the motivation that Dr. Cirillo needs. So I guess you- it is, yeah. <laughs> I can hear your voice. But Myrna, um, tell us a little bit about yourself and what you do. Okay. Um, when I was 10 years old, my mother gave me a library book on palm reading, and I've been doing it ever since, and that's 60 years. Um, and I love it. And not everybody gets to do what they love for work. And I meet all kinds of different people. And over the years, the average age of the people that I've been reading for are 40 to 60. 
And all of a sudden, I discovered that I like talking about soulmates, and I wrote a book about soulmates, too. And so I got the nickname Soulmate Specialist. But I work in fairs, I lecture, I teach, um, and I write books, and I write articles for different magazines. So I'm into all different facets of palmistry. And I live it every day. Wow. So um, you're known as a soulmate, soulmate specialist. Uh huh. Wow. So I can look at it. Well, I can look at a person's hand, and I can tell if they're seeking one, if they're with theirs, or if they're with the wrong person. I never say to anybody, "Dump the guy." I just show them the possibilities, and it's free will. They could do whatever they want. But if your hand shows you're miserable and you don't want to admit it, then we have crying. Sometimes the men cry more than the women. It's pretty wow. funny. No, but that's really amazing that your palm can show if you're with your soulmate? Well, because um, the color, it has to do with a lot of things. The symbol that I look for is by the wrist, and it looks like a pyramid. And then if it's bright red, that means now, and it means the person has the right person in their life. And if it's all neutral and beige colored, you know, their hand is the same color all over, it means everything is kind of black, just kind of so-so. And if they seek their soulmate, I can tell. And I don't ask questions. I just get right into the reading and start telling them what I see. Wow. I think that that's fascinating. Um, And through your soulmate, you know, uh, readings or palm readings that focus on soulmates, um, how many couples have you actually brought together? Uh, 1,500 people. That's 3,000 people, 1,500 couples. Oh, my God. And I have wedding invitations, and I have baby announcements from people that I put together. And sometimes um, I introduce them, and sometimes they find it on their own, but I tell them what they're looking for. I wrote the book. It's called Soulmate Connections, and the subtitle is Everything You Ever Wanted to Know About Relationships, Love, Romance, and Soulmates. And I have stuff in there that even your mother doesn't tell you. The first 17 pages, they're jam-packed with information. It's like a little blueprint that helps people who don't know what a soulmate is. They know the word, they've heard it, but I say, do you know what it means? And they go, uh, no, it means it's somebody I'm supposed to be with. But that's only one little part of it. It also means you were here before, you're reincarnated, you and that person were searching for each other and you missed however many times you've been here. And then you find the per- when you find that person this time, it's just like magical. It's like um, a miracle. So the people who do it the first time are one in a million. It usually takes more than one marriage to get the right combination. So I thought I knew what it was until I got mine, and I'm married to mine. And I don't have the symbol, but he does, and it only takes one in a couple to have that mark by the wrist. Oh, my God. This is so fascinating. We could do a show on this alone. I'm definitely going to get a copy of your book and read it. And okay, Myrna, I have I most, the stock. Okay. And I most likely will want you back um, to talk about this because this is absolutely fascinating. Well, but I well, also you're saying that the person's palm changes over life uh, or the color changes. What about the lines? I, I thought that that was pretty much static. That actually grows well, when along it turns- with you. No, when it turns red or pink, the lines, it means that your blood pressure is up for it and the person is in your life right now. It means, oh, oh, this is great. I'm excited. Without saying it, your hand says it. And then uh, I do counseling. The blood pressure, 
scientific reason. Oh, that, that, one, that makes a lot of sense, too. Yeah, well, you know, I did a show on sun, on Saturday with the doctor, and he was an MD, and he said, do I think palmistry is scientific? And I said, well, yes, I know it is. Didn't you have to study one whole day of this when you were in pre-med? And he goes, yeah. I said, that's why, because every doctor shakes your hand when you go in. They look you over, and they're sizing you up and feeling ridges, and if your hand is wet or dry, if it's soft or hard. And they know, you know, when you go to the doctor, just check that next time, you'll see. They're looking at what what they can find out. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's awesome. Um, Myrna, who are some of the famous people whose hands you have read? Well, the Soulmate book has Irma Bombeck in it. And when I was 16, she was 23, and we both worked at the same newspaper office, and she asked me to read her hand. And I told her she was going to write five books, and she didn't have any at that time. And she said, who would want to read a book about a suburban housewife poking fun at herself and her family? And I said, I don't know. Your hand shows you're going to do it, and she did. And then Phil Donahue was one year ahead of me in school, and he went to an all-boys Catholic high school. And he um, came to a football victory dance at my high school, and we're talking about 1957. And he showed up with four of his boyfriends, and he said, your reputation precedes you. Everybody in my school knows about your palm reading. We need our hands read. So I took him into the cafeteria away from, you know, the dance so I could read him, and I got to do his hand. So 45 years later, I called him up and I said, this is a voice from your past. I'm from Dayton, Ohio. You probably don't remember me. I wrote a book. I'd like to use your name in it. And he goes, hello, Myrna. Oh. <laughs> I like that. He rem- well, my voice wow. is a dead giveaway, but plus still, the accent. But still, wow. He got it, yeah. Isn't that cute? And then um, I did Gerald Ford, but I'm not allowed to talk about that one. Okay. Too much. They did him at a. Well, he's passed away now, but I mean, I couldn't write about him. Um, I did a party in Colorado where I live, up in the mountains, and it was he was the keynote speaker, and he got my line, and I said, I think you better tell the Secret Service to back up. There were five of them around him, so he tells him to step back about three feet, and I said, uh, you better tell him to step back twenty feet, and he goes, why? And I said, because I'm going to blow your socks off. He goes, I don't even know what I'm doing here. I'm not a believer. So I told him something, and he goes, oh, my God, I'm a believer. <laughs> oh, wow. I got him. Wow. I got him right away. Yeah. Wow, that's so, amazing. Go ahead. Go yeah, ahead. so those are some of the famous people. Then I've done movie stars like Clint Eastwood and Sly Stallone. Oh, wow. And, uh, Kevin Bacon, Ivana Trump, when she was married to the Donald. I told her she was going to get a divorce. She goes, oh, no, we're in sight. Nothing. I could have told her that. I mean, all you have to know is how many rooms he cheated in. Oh, he was terrible. But anyway, so um, when I met her, she came up on a ski lift to this party that I did up in the mountains, and everybody had to come four people abreast on a ski lift, and that's the only way you could get up there. And she had such a tight skirt on, she had to stand up on the ski lift. She couldn't sit. It was a black leather, really tight skirt. So I said to her, well, how do you do anything in that? And she says, never mind, I look good. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway. But, you know, I was going to ask you um, what you can tell about a person in a reading, and you're really telling us 
so many incredible well, things. Well, let me just tell you, I did your hand, Lady Fontaine, so I want to tell you a few of the things I found on here. Oh, great. So the first thing, um, Can't wait. The first thing is um, you have a simian line. I don't know if you ever heard of a simian line. No. But it means three things. And the first thing is retardation, which we, of course, know you aren't. Second thing is overly religious, and I don't believe you yeah. are. And yeah. the third thing is you find the love of your life, and your life is your love. And that's the thing I think is yours. Oh, wow. Oh, I have to tell so, that one. <laughs> that's a good one. And then the lifeline, um, you grew an extra piece. The lifeline runs on the hand from the baby finger side of your hand. And the way I do palmistry is different than Hindu Indian. I do Asian or Oriental. And so the line underneath your fingers, if you put your elbow, and your listeners can do this too, put your elbow on your stomach, throw your hand out in front of your face, and then bend it up towards your nose a little, and you'll see a crease or a line about an inch down under your fingers. Mm -hmm. Do you see that line? Yes. It's a straight line. Well, it starts on the baby finger side, and then it goes towards your index finger. So you grew an extra line after you have the lifeline. And what that represents is the genes that you come from, your background, longevity and all that, shows you don't come from wimpy people. You come from people who follow through, who persevere, who go, I'll get this if it kills me. They don't ever quit. They just keep on working, keep on going. And that is so true. That's what and that's what the extra little thing is. Then I looked at your lifeline to see how you came down the birth canal, and I saw your ear, nose, and throat stuff. It looks like in your early life you were pretty sickly. I don't know if you remember that. but Well, I gonna, always had um, tonsil problems. That's what we're talking about. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> yeah, ear, because nose, you had drainage and you had strep throat and ear infections, so that's why the tonsil. Did you get them taken out? Yes, I did. That's why. You had to. Then it says, um, on your lifeline, you're an ageless beauty. So that means you'll never show your age ever. Even when you're 90, you won't be any certain age. I'm 30 so I'm, years old, so I guess so I'll I. look this way. <laughs> <laughs> so am I. I've been Yay. doing poems 60 years, but I'm 30. So I have a child who's 48, and he goes, Mother, how could you be 30 if I'm 48? And I said, it's a mental thing. <laughs> yes, I, I'm fully with that. And then the other thing I found was um, on your work line, it shows you've done several different things. You're very good at organization and follow through. It says you're ambitious, very creative, very psychic, and you've always had heavy ESP. You can always tell when somebody's a phony or you don't, something goes off in your head like a, like a red flag goes up and you go, uh-oh, this isn't what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. That's very true. So how, and, you know, so I, how was I, that it, for yours? It was great, and that's something that, in fact, I was even talking to Frank about earlier today. Is um, my earliest memories are me perceiving things, you know, um, whatever it is about people, about illness, about um, the phone ringing, about you well, know, certain it says you were coming, four years whatever. old. Yeah, and four it says you started picking up at four. Wow. See, I don't remember what age. I just remember as long as I ever remembered. I was telling my parents yeah. stuff that happened in the house. I mean, I could hold things and, and perceive things from it. So I, I'm amazed. Well, I think that was okay. awesome. Okay, well, here's the big news. You have the psychic eye. There's a special thing on the hand. I have it, too. And people who are very intuitive or sensitive or an empath or who can pick up 
have that mark. And if you don't have it, you can develop your ESP because we all are born psychic a little bit. But it, you ha- if you have the mark, it just comes easy. You don't even control it. It just is. Wow. And which where is that on my hand? Okay, when I'm looking at your diagram or the hand that I printed out, mm-hmm. you have your lifeline, and then there's a thing that looks like, you know what a cat's eye looks like? Yes. It's an elongated thing. So off of your lifeline, which I described where to look for that, mm-hmm. you have a thing that looks like a cat's eye that's on top of it towards towards the wrist. Okay, I'm not seeing it, but I'm going to look for it after the show. But Oh, I think okay, I found well, it. I, I found it. it. I found it. Okay. <laughs> well, it's oh, there because wow. I've got oh, it right wow. in front of me. Oh, that's kind of neat. So that just says, that says you have this ability. Oh, I think that's awesome. And, and I'm amazed at all that you could pick up just from the palm. And um, it's really much easier when the person's sitting next to me than it is from a Xerox copy yeah. or from the computer, but I can still do it. I'm, I'm sure. Uh, you know, through through all the years that you've been doing this, Myrna, how many people have you actually read for? I'm at 46,410. Oh, my God. And I've documented every single one. My sister was number one when she was six years old and I was ten. I learned on her. Then I did all my cousins, the milkman, the mailman, everybody in our neighborhood, and then when I got you know, taken out of context, if we just heard this, I did all the the mailman, the cookman. Yeah, I know. I did them all. <laughs> but I'm you'd, be, sorry. you'd be surprised. But when I did them, and when I read them, the milkman would say, "You're right. I hate this job. I won out of it, and I'm a ten year old kid, and I'm telling him that." But see, so say I read them all. Yeah. But That's I mean, I in essence, when, when you're when you're starting, I mean, even me as a psychic, you read for anybody and everybody who will listen. Um, That's the, true. To gain yeah. the experience, and and that helps you. Just for me, anyhow, I you know, I, I was stayed in a in a state of receptivity of being open, so that I could pick up from anybody and anything. So I, yeah, I can understand yeah. doing that. But that must have been fascinating, again, because you were giving career and, you know, uh, career well, advice. Well, they don't listen to a 10-year-old ten, a kid. I don't think they listen to it too seriously. But then when I got to high school, all the boys wanted to know if they were going to win the football game. That's not in their hand. So I'd say, let me hold your hand a minute. Let me look. And it was a fake because I couldn't see that. It's just like if somebody goes to Vegas, like Julie just went, I can't yeah. see if she's going to win in a poker tournament or not. That's not on her hand. So <laughs> on there, <laughs> it takes six months for a mark to get on there. So uh-huh. six months from now, I could look Ooh. and say, gee, you went and didn't win, huh? <laughs> see? Because it wow. wouldn't be there see, now. See, and I should have, no, I should have asked you, um, well, Julie, when's your next trip? <laughs> um, I play a lot, actually. <laughs> I played, uh, I played just a few... With, which time to get half of your earnings? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, um, Myrna, do you ever read your own palm? Every day. Yeah? Every time, yeah, because the lines change every six months. And I look to see if I notice anything new. I study all the time, and I'll learn something out of a book, and I'll look in my hand to see if it's there. So, for instance, I only have one past life, and most people have four to seven. And so I wondered, wonder what my past life was. And then I realized I have the mark that said I drowned. So oh. now I know why I was a lifeguard this time. Mm. I had yeah. to be a lifeguard because I had to prove to myself 
no fear of water because in a past life I did I suffocated in water. And then um, I study about dreams all the time, and we do seven or eight a night. I don't know if you knew that. Everybody uh, does. No, I didn't know the exact number, but... Um... There's a lot of them, and they don't go together. It's all different things. And so some are ten minutes and some are two hours, and you always dream wow. not what's bothering you but something else. Mm-hmm. So that's interesting. Wow, I mean that is I and why I, do you know why between you and Dr. Cirilli, you guys probably know why we don't remember our dreams. We do. Why we don't? Yes, you do. You remember the last one. You don't remember all of them, but the last one. After you get to a certain age, you only remember the last ten or fifteen minutes of it. But your system gets every one of those seven or eight. So let's say a neighbor yelled at you and you go to bed that night and dream about ice cream sundaes. It has nothing to do with the neighbor, but we have grouchy, sweet. They're two opposites. And the next day the neighbor apologizes and you say, oh, that's all right, because you didn't let it make you cry or anything. Because you had a dream about something sweet just to get him out of your system, and the next day you were able to handle it. You process it, yeah, the dreams of the ego's attempt or what is for it that you can go safely and uh, safely and sane every night. Well, One thing yeah. I did notice, though, is that, like, they say the first few dreams are like last night's kiss or what happened during the day, the day residue, but as the night goes on, the dreams get more intense. I've certainly noticed right. that, and they go back more into the past. What What is, uh, from your theories and practice. Um, I have no idea, except I know that we dream details. So you have color, you have all kinds of background, you see everything like a movie. Mm -hmm. And the brain doesn't really go to sleep. When you're sleeping, you're at rest, but you're doing that REM sleep, and your brain is creating and doing things. So that's not palm reading, but that's part of it, because that's all... I do automatic writing, and I do other things, too, remote viewing. Wow, that's fascinating. Myrna, what are the titles of your three books? Okay, the first book I wrote when I teach classes is called May I See Your Hand. And that one, the publisher went out of business, and I had the stock for that one. Then the second one was the Soulmate book called Soulmate Connections. And the third one's called The Diary of a Palm Reader. And that one has murderers, kidnappers, embezzlers, blackmailers, UFO people, ghosts, one of everything. Wow. And those two are on Amazon.com, or you can get them through the publisher, and it's www.buybooksontheweb.com, or they can get it from me. And I'd like to give them my website because I haven't done that. Sure, and I, I... Go ahead, go ahead. Okay, www.myname, Myrna Lou, and it's spelled M-Y-R-N-A-L-O-U, palmistry, P-A-L-M-I-S-T-R-Y.com. So Myrna Lou, palmistry.com. If you were to Google my name, you'd get 27 pages. might be 28. Oh, my God. I'm in a lot of stuff. Yeah, I could imagine <laughs> that you did. Everything, everything you do, every time you're in a program or you give a lecture or you're in a show or anything, it's up there. 
Wow, I know that. The computer picks it up, yeah. Yeah, I know that. And what are you working on right now? Anything new? Um, Yeah, I have a book right now. Um, It's called Palms Red and Love and Light. And it's because I always sign everything that way. The love is from me. The light is from God. And um, that one's got 88 little chapters. And each of my chapters are like two or three pages. They're just short. But they're all palm reading sessions. And that one I'm sending out query letters to publishers right now. And then I'm working on one on the palms of children. Nobody's ever done that. And I have 40 children's hands that are gifted kids or, you know, they have something real unusual to write about. But I want 42 before I go to query that one out. So I'm waiting for two more. I've been writing that for about five years. Wow. So two more of those. And then I'm going to do one on the palms of seniors Ah. since I am one. (laughs) And I think that's interesting. So that I think is. every mother would be interested in one with children. Absolutely. And seniors like to know what other seniors are up to and what they're doing. And I do a lot of senior people, too. So all three of my books that I have now, I'm very proud of, and I sell a ton of. So uh, I have the stock for all three of them, if anybody wanted any of them. Well, you most definitely are going to hear from me um, because there's there's a couple that you had mentioned that I definitely am interested in. So I'll talk to you okay. offline. But um, okay. we we so are. So how about kind of, I do? We we're kind of running out of time. So could you do? Could you give Frank and Julie a little and Rachel a little tidbit of information? Right, I'll on do what Rachel first and then Frank. Okay. Uh, Rachel has the soulmate symbol on her hand. So if you, she's around there, I know she answers your phone. Yep. You can grab her hand. You will see the pyramid at the base of her hand by her wrist. And that says she's either got her soulmate or she's supposed to have it, because I can't tell by this. But, um, and you heard me say a soulmate is somebody you knew before. So you think of it as a person who's a half of an apple. They're over here. They're looking for the other half. They find it, and they make a complete apple then the cycle is completed and neither one of them have to come back because they've they've, uh, finished their business now. They find each other from another lifetime. Each time we come back, the sex changes. So we have a man, a woman, a man, a woman. So she's been here six times. So she's 600 years old and she's either got her soulmate this time or she will be getting it in this lifetime because it says she ascends. She will go up this time she's done. Uh, Her personality, it says she's easy to talk to, easy to be with. She's not a perfectionist, but she's pretty neat. And her fingers have some stripes on them. And we have flanges on the fingers, and then we have fingerprints. And flanges, if they have stripes on them, and we all have them, show boo-boos that somebody made during their lifetime they had to fix. So she's got enough. (laughs) Not too many, but there's enough there that I could see them pretty good. Can you see if I've been sick? What? Does the plan just mean they need to be fixed or that they've already been fixed? They're already there and she's already fixed them all. Those are marks starting with age 10 up till now. Or she may be, for instance, she was nine years old. She tells her mother she's going to have a slumber party. She invites nine friends over and her mother says four would be nice. She can't go to school and uninvite some of them. So she goes back the next day and goes, the party just got canceled, my mother's mean. And then the next year when it blows over, she has four. But she gets a mark on her hand for not thinking and for not asking ahead of time. She jumped. 
you know, it's stupid things, but it's there. Or let's say she's 20, buys her first car, it's a lemon, she hates it, then she um, pays off the car. The day it's paid off, she gets out of it because she said she'd make the payment, so she follows through, but she hates that car. So that's what I found on hers. Then let me do Frank real quick. Frank has something really neat. He's got the M symbol in the center of his hand. Frank, if you're listening, take your hand and bend it. Make your hand sideways and look and see if you see an M, the letter M. Do you see that? Uh, Yeah, I see what you mean. Okay. That represents three things. It says you're a survivor, Uh money, Uh and nobody better pull the wool over your eyes. So the money, Uh mine's smaller than that, and it's worth $1.2 million. Yours looks like it could be 1.5. That means you're going to come into money, but it's not a lottery ticket. It's not gambling. It's either something from your own mind that you think up and you get royalty checks or something like that. It says you got a bright idea when you were around 28 to 30 and you need to get it back. And it's a product or a service that's not around now, but the world needs it. And if you wrote that down on a piece of paper and showed it to the right person whatever it is, or you had a prototype of something, that's how you'd get your, you'd end up with a lot of money. It says you're going to buy a Learjet. <laughs> oh, my God. So, isn't that neat? So um, if mine, mine's a little one, and I know that it's worth 1.2. His is way bigger. So show everybody your M, and they'll see I'm not lying <laughs> that you really have it. And it's All pretty right. good size. It's right in the middle of your hand. Wow. You see huh. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so I don't make stuff up. Um, Then you have a lot of X's on your hand, and the letter X means good luck, and you have a lot of luck, more than most people. Wow. And let's see what else. Um, We all have guardian angels. Frank has four. Most people get one or two. Oh, my God. Isn't that interesting? Yes. I love (laughs) it. See why I love this? You see why I love this? Yeah, I've talked. Okay, I've talked to people in 93 countries so far, and a lot of them don't speak very well in English. But I've been invited to Japan, Australia, all kinds of places because they like me. (laughs) I'm not going, but I mean, it's just you know, I make friends with people from all over. Wow, Wow. it's very, very interesting. And did you have a chance to take a look at Julie's? I couldn't find it. I went on my computer. It's not there. Oh, okay. So for tonight, it's just not meant to be. Okay. Yeah, but Julie, we tried I'm telling twice. you, send it, send it, and I will email her back what I see. Okay. I don't know why. I keep on sending it, and it just does, it, it isn't going through. So for some reason, it's not supposed to. Julie, I'll give you Myrna's email address. You try e- emailing. Okay. That sounds good. Okay, I'll tell you what. Let me, okay, let me give you the email for all your listeners if anybody wants to email me too. HMG, and that's our initial, HMG at privateeye.com. And it's P R I V A T E I, the letter I, dot com. Great, great. Isn't that cute? What was that? I said, isn't that cute, Private Oh, eye. yeah. Yes, without a <laughs> doubt. Without a doubt. But, Myrna, thank you so very, very much. You could find out more about Myrna by visiting her website. Again, the, the her website address is www.myrnalewpalmistry.com. 
Myrna, thank you so much. It was such and a pleasure having you And thank you so much here. for having me. I'll come back anytime you want. Uh, we, I know I want you back. I want to just talk to you offline. I want to pick up some of your books and um, okay. there's a few topics and a few subjects that I definitely want to talk to you about. Okay. So, All right. Uh, do you want me to stay on the phone or do you want to call, uh, email me? Um, if you Do you want to take calls with us later today? Because we're just about ready to take calls. Sure, I can take them. I can do it by voice inflection. Okay, great. Um, so, because we're going to start taking calls in a couple minutes. Um, so, Myrna will be sticking around with us. Again, our website is Um Myrna's going to be sticking around to take calls with us, so give us a call at 646-381-4141. Um, Frank, we're going to skip the, uh, the um, question for today, the mailbag question, because we have so many okay. callers on the line, and I'd like All to right. jump in and start taking calls. Sure, sure. All right. All right, so who is our first caller? Um, we have Vanita, and she wants to know if she will begin dating and have a long-term relationship with Albert. So it's a specific question. Okay. Hello. Hi, Hi. Vanita. Hi. Hello. Thanks so much for taking my call. Oh, it's it's our pleasure. So, you Albert is somebody that you're you're currently involved with, or you're starting to talk to, or what's the situation? Not really. I, I, I'm not in the sense I'm not really dating, or I have nothing physical yet with him. I'm just have been thinking about him, and I think that uh, he does like me, but I'm really tired of uh, you know nothing happening. So. I'm just wondering whether it's going to go anywhere or whether I'm going to have to just move on. Um, I'm going to be honest with you. With with Albert, I'm not picking up um, a lot of um, kind of like focus or dedication on his part. Um, Do you know if he's still involved in a relationship? Because I kind of still feel um, a female around him. Yeah, he could. I'm not sure. Maybe maybe he is. I think he might be. That's why I wasn't sure, and I never actually, you know, did anything. But, um, yeah. Yeah, I'm, you know, I'm not saying you guys can't be friends, and I'm not, I'm not saying that there's, a, there's not chemistry there, because I do feel an attraction um, on both of your yeah. parts, but I'm just not feeling anything propelling, and I'm, not, I'm certainly not feeling him being focused on it at this point because, you know, as I mentioned, he feels to me that he's involved in a relationship and might not be um, the most robust and happiest relationship, but he does feel like he's in a committed relationship right now. Yeah, and, like, it's so weird because, um, you know, when I was talking to some guy, whatever, he's always, like, following me. Like, he shows up where, I'm, where I am, you know, out of a blue and... You know, and like um, whenever he found out that I might like someone, he started to not talk to me. He showed this that is he was Albert. Huh? Yeah. Well, it it tells it tells us. So he he stalks you in a sense when you when you pull away. Yeah. Yeah. Well, even like if not, like let's say, well, maybe that's the case. I want to move to New York. I am so tired of this the city. I cannot stand the city anymore. Um very, very lonely and I'm extremely depressed and I know this is not the right place for me. I will only stay if there is a potential for a relationship. And I don't think there is. And uh, and then out of a blue he came up and said, So you wanna move? I said, Yes and he kind of was upset. 
So that really, that energy almost hurt hurt me a lot, you know, emotionally, because, I mean, he doesn't want to move. I don't know if he's involved with someone else. He could be. Uh, I'm pretty sure he he could. He probably is. And uh, and so I was just wondering, you know, I should probably just move on anyway. Well, uh, like I said, for, from the energy I'm picking up, um, I'm not, I'm kind of feeling more of the same, um, you know, which to me feels like light flirting, but really not going anywhere. Um, Myrna, are you picking up anything yeah, different? Yeah, what I got was she does need to move. She needs to forget about him altogether because once you move away, they don't bother you, stalk you, follow you, show up out of the blue. And then she has a chance to be the new kid on the block, and she'll meet somebody who will take her depression right away. She'll have something to look forward to and somebody to play with. Great. That's what you're really looking for. I think you're looking for somebody to be, you know, have a best friend with first and then see if it goes romantic. Yes, and uh, I have lived in New York before. I really was so much happier there. Um, I've been a, a very, very hard experience. I'm doing my PhD, and now I'm at dissertation phase. I am running the risk of not completing my doctorate because I'm and feeling what town, Where are you old. now? Where I'm are you in now? Boston. Boston. Okay. Well, there's plenty of people there that you could meet. You just have to move away from where you are to a new... See, you're going to like... Did you ever hear the song, Going to Wash That Man Right Out of My Hair? from South Pacific. Yeah, I remember that you need, song. Okay, well, you need to move in a new place, either a new apartment, a new house, something you can uh, Mirna, I want to, Mirna, I want, can I say something? I want to move to New York City. I don't really need to stay here to do it. You know, I can just do it from the distance. I'm just oh, waiting for, for, yeah, I'm just waiting for a job to come in. I'm applying everywhere. As soon as I get, I get it, even if I don't get it by August because my lease expires, I'm out of here. Then you can relocate. So you don't really want a relationship with this man or to continue it. You want to get away, but you're, you you don't know how. Um, well, I think she has like a crush on him. Me. Yeah, I do. I do have a crush on him because he kind of made me have a crush on him. And I'm not blaming him. I'm also blaming myself. But, like, uh-huh. I've been thinking about him all the time. And he's kind of had a, have a tendency to make me feel a certain way. Almost like he's extremely intuitive himself. You know, he's not like a stalker in a bad way. He, or maybe no, he but is. If he, well, he yeah. is. If he shows up as soon as you talk, talk to somebody else, then he gets a little jealous. But he doesn't. he's not pursuing you for dating. No. Yeah, he's See, not. And that's what you want. You want somebody who wants to take you out. You want somebody you can have fun with and have be a partner yeah. with. And I can do that, you know. I'm not that unattractive, but I'm just, I mean, the school, I'm 32. I need to move. I need to move. I hope I get a job soon. <laughs> so, well, what are you well, looking for? Um, I'm looking to do uh, the research, like uh, mixed management research type of thing. I just had an interview with the Department of Education. Uh, I'm waiting for their second interview to be called. I, and I'm just applying everywhere. Hopefully something will come up. Well, okay. um, my gut feeling is if you if you can focus your energy on doing what you feel in your heart of hearts, which you're saying is moving, um, be true to yourself, follow what feels right for you, and I feel you can get yourself on track and, and begin to manifest 
some of the things that you truly desire. But be careful of wanting something. If you listen to my show on a regular basis, when you want something, it keeps it away because you're sending out lack. Feel strongly that you have it in your life and feel content within yourself. Get in, get in a state of gratitude. You're going to see major changes coming in your life. I know that we have to move on to our next caller, so thank you for your call. Um, who's our next caller? All right, next we have uh, Leslie, he, uh, whose marriage has been bad the past few days and wants to know how it will work out. Okay. Leslie, are you with us? Leslie. Hello. Hi. Um, tell us what's going on. Um, well, he was actually um, deployed um, and got injured back in April and has since come home. Um, and ever since he's come home, it's been kind of an up-and-down roller coaster Mm-hmm. Um, it's one day he's, everything's fine, two days later it's, he's wanting a divorce or he's not, I don't think it's going to work out or something along those lines. And so I'm just seeing kind of what you see happening, if it has to do with the deployment or if it's something that has to do with the actual relationship. No, I don't feel it's the relationship. I feel his energy to be extremely low. Um, I feel he's, to me it feels like he's in a borderline depression and my gut feeling is he's when he's um, telling you he wants out of the relationship, it isn't going to work, he's really reaching out for um, and trying to get some sort of response from you to make him feel better. I'm not feeling this is about the relationship at all. My gut feeling is when he says things like that, if you really look him square in the eye and say something, is that really what you want? Or do you want to work on making the relationship work? Even if he lashes out at you that time, just, you know, walk away from it and be quiet um, and tell him when you're ready to talk, you know, I'm here. I feel he needs somebody to make him feel, um, you know, uh, to make him, I don't want to say make him feel good, but to make him feel safe or secure in some way. Dr. Cirillo, what do you pick up on that? Well, I'm picking up the same thing, that he feels that his life and his future are kind of up in the air with uh, the deployment and that he's not ready or he doesn't want to make any commitment. I I think he's more afraid and more concerned than than he's letting on as far as the possibility of uh, him being injured or, you know, again or or, uh, not coming back and and, uh, he's, he's, doesn't want to be hanging in the middle or keep the relationship hanging. I think that that this situation is going to have to be settled, that either he's assigned here and the two of you can travel together or uh, the deployment period is over before he's going to make any real decisions. But I think that is his main fear and concern, and he's not sharing it with you, as is the case with a lot of people that are deployed or in fear of being deployed. When you mentioned earlier that um, kind of when I bring stuff up, like today, um, well, some stuff happened yesterday that I got blamed for, which I don't know exactly what's going on, but I think he since realized that it wasn't me that did all this. Um, but he, like, he went and stayed somewhere yesterday and then came back here and, like, basically got all his stuff out of the house and was like, I'm going to stay in the barracks for 30 days. I don't think this is going to work. And when I bring it up, and I'm like, he's like, well, I hope you're happy. And I'm like, no, this is not what I want. It's, apparently, this is what you want. And if I bring up the fact that something that has to do with him, he gets mad and says, I don't want to talk about it. 
Well, so it kind of goes back to what you said. It almost feels to me if you give him the space that he's asking for and let him go, um, you know, live in the barracks for 30 days, I feel he's going to realize it's not solving his issues and that it isn't so much about you, it's about him. Myrna, what do you pick up on this? Okay, what I got was whatever's happening with the deployment, he's got so much on his mind and he's been through so much that he can't handle both the marriage and the service at the same time. So going away for 30 days is like a little vacation for his mind, I think would be good. And then I think he'll come back. I, I do okay. too. So, Leslie, I really feel give him the space. Don't, don't chase after him right now. Let him try to work this out on his own. I feel once he gets it together, once he's alone, he's going to realize it's the same thing and it isn't you, it's him. And that's so do you think it's going to take the full 30 days, or do you think it'll be a shorter period of time than that? We can't it's tell. Gonna, it, for me, okay. I feel it will take a while. I don't feel it's going to be like three days or a week or, you know, ten days or anything and that he's going to be coming back. If it's not 30 days, it's going to be 20 days or 25 days. I feel give him that space. Block it out in your own head that this is going to take 30 days. If it ends up taking 20 or 25, then you're ahead of the game. But don't be okay. calling him, don't be nagging him, don't be chasing after him. Give him the space to figure it out. Okay. All right, good luck to you. Let us know how it All turns right. out. All right, thank you very much. You're very welcome. Who is our next, who's our next caller? Next we have Brian. And Brian wants to know if he'll be compensated after receiving notice about his job. Okay, Brian? Good evening. Hi, how are you? Hi. I'm, I'm doing pretty good. Good. Can you give us just a little bit of background of, of what's going on right now? So you're in, you're employed somewhere. They've given you notice that they're letting you go? We, uh, I'm going to explain more further detail. This past Friday, um, I was given notice that my job would be eliminated due to low enrollment because I'm a school teacher. Mm-hmm. And so um, they're forcing me to reapply for my job. And so... I'm not sure what's going to happen, so if I don't get rehired, I just want to know if I'm going to get compensated. All right, so you have to re- you have to reapply for your job. Um, yes. And your question to me is, if they don't hire you, will you get some sort of compensation? Yes. Okay, My, I definitely feel you will, that you will get some sort of compensation. It's coming through to be somewhat shaky as far as you um, getting your job, um, back, but if you don't get your job, you will get some sort of compensation. Right now, it's coming through at about 40% likelihood that you will get your job back. Um, Berna, what do you pick up on that? I, I don't think he's going to get it back. I think he'll get a little bit of money, but it won't be enough to live on for the whole year. So then he'll have to go on unemployment. And I think he should be getting his resumes out now to other school districts right now. I have to tell the truth. I can't. No, lie. That's, no, I I agree. Um, G, Dr. Cirillo, what are your are thoughts? You, are you in New York? What state are you in? Well, um, I'm in Washington D.C. Okay, um, because I know up here in New York they're they're talking about since the people wouldn't accept a furlough of four instead of five days with the state workers, they're talking about laying off the people that were recently hired. Uh, yeah, you should be getting your resume out. The only thing is you might have to accept like a private school or something with less money 
So hopefully the compensation and or the unemployment can make up for the difference until you get, uh, you know, until another permanent type position opens up. But, yeah, my sense is there's not that great a chance of getting something else right now that's at the same level because they're cutting people back. So the people that are there are holding on to their jobs, and there's an excess of people losing jobs. I mean, is, is that the case? Well, uh, I think private okay, private schools pay more than public. No, they oh, no. don't. Oh, no. <laughs> they don't. No. They do yeah. here in Colorado. Well, well that's um, very unusual at, at at the elementary and at the secondary level. Um, well, the schools here in Colorado pay more when it's private. Well, it must be a very very high level private school, but usually, like in major cities, they don't. Oh, so okay. you have to accept a little bit less to uh, have different kinds of students, but at least you're still in you're still in your field. But let, let's let's stay focused on Brian's question because my feeling is, Brian, you're not going to be unemployed for um, a, a a tremendous amount of time. I don't feel that. I feel actually a tremendous potential and likelihood that you're going to line something up pretty quickly. And when I'm, I'm listening to you know, the predictions or the discussions about taking less money, to me it feels very, very close to what you're making. So um, I feel if there is any difference, it's going to be a very, very small difference, and it might be made up in a different way. So I'm not feeling, and I'm truly not feeling that this is going to end up being a bad change for you. I'm actually feeling that the change has the potential of opening new doors for you um, that, you're, you don't even see at this point, and you're not even, you know, looking for. But I do feel new opportunities are going to come out of um, new employment for you, and I feel the employment's going to be a very positive thing for you. Okay. Um, would it be here? Do you think you'll be here in the district? I do. I do. Yes. Okay. Well, I definitely feel it's in your area. If it's in the same school district, that I can't guarantee you I feel a strong um, I feel somewhat of a likelihood that it could be um, but I feel it will be somewhere in the DC area it doesn't feel to me that you're going to have to travel out of the area okay all right okay all right Thank anything you for else my call. oh you're very welcome right. you take care let us know how it turns out all right who is our next caller all right, Lady Fontaine, we have something that you like. Emily is on the line and has given us a name. She wants to know if she'll get into a relationship with Joey. With Joey, okay. Hi, Joey. Emily. Hi, Emily. Hi. Hi. It's not, I'm sorry. The name is actually not Joey. <laughs> All right, what is Joanna. it? It's Joanna. It's a female. Joanna. Okay. Yeah. So you want to know if you will be getting into a relationship with Joanna. Right, right. We've okay. been talking... Okay, let um, me for just, a little while. Let me just. Okay, I got her energy. All right. Um, yeah, I do think that you will. Um, okay. I, I I still feel that um, to me it almost feels like a friendship, um, you know, with the potential of you know more, and it just feels to me that it, it's it's. I kind of want to say going slow but yet getting very um, intense in a way. But I do feel the potential of of more and 
it actually feels, the energy to me feels like it has a tremendous amount of potential. That's really nice. Yeah, it definitely is like um, moving really slow, which I think, you know, I'm I'm okay with that. I'm, I like the pace. I don't have a problem with slow. That's good. You know, I think that's good. <laughs> no, and, so. and it feels to me that, I mean, that you guys are getting deep, that there's um, a very, very strong con- um, connection sort of building, but it does feel slow to me, and I feel that that's the pace that it's going to continue for at least um, another, I would say, um, you know, one to three months or something in that in that general time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't feel any major, major changes coming up, but I do feel you guys are going to continue to talk, continue to get to know each other. And um, like I said, it's, still, it's coming through to me as a, a pretty strong potential. Myrna, what do you pick up on that? Um, first, I have to know what ages. Um, are you, is there a difference in age? There is. <laughs> I'm 19 and she's 23, so I'm just oh, that's not starting fair. college okay. and she's just finishing. So that's okay. Yeah. If it was 40 and 18 or something, I'd be worried. <laughs> You're close enough, so yeah. I think it'll be okay too. I think you have to develop it, and so first you have to have a friendship, then it gets a little closer, you know, then you go from there. Right. So right now, how how much how well do you know each other? Not, I mean, we know each other, um, maybe not as not that well. I'll say not that well. Maybe we only known her for about three months, so okay. I don't know if that well, well. Okay, so you can't really talk about relationships until it develops a little further. Right, but I definitely so, like her. But what you have to do is do things together. Maybe you have to be the forward one who says, let's go do this, or how about lunch, or let's get together and go try different things, you know, go to a museum or go to a show. And then you see if she wants to suggest that you do things with her too. Is she open to a romantic relationship, or does she expect uh, or, or seem to expect that it's just on the level of friendship? Um, I don't know. We haven't really talked about it. Like I said, I mean, we've been talking, um, and I I think we both do kind of like each other. Like I know she likes me, and I know I think she knows that I like her, but it's still just been like very slow, and we haven't even really talked about talked about it at all. Like we really have just like been getting to know each other at the like the very slow pace, which okay. is good. That's a strong relationship. Yeah. But right. if six months go by and you aren't any different than you are now, right. that's wrong. That's a problem. <laughs> right. But um, she actually, like, the past two days has been kind of, like, we usually um, text a lot or, you know, we talk, like, um, we text her in the day. And she hasn't, like, we haven't spoken in, um, like, two days, which is weird because usually we talk, like, every day, like, you know, we'll have, like, late night talks or, you know, pillow yeah. talks. But she hasn't been... I don't know. Is she pulling I, I back? Could have gone feel, away. I don't feel a major pullback. I honestly don't. So my gut feeling is um, things are going to pick up. I would not keep on texting her um, if she hasn't gotten back to you or it hasn't responded or anything of that nature. Just let it sit. Um, give her right. a couple of days. My gut feeling is she will step forward, I would say, by the weekend. Okay. Hmm. All right. All right, y'all. Thank you. All right. Good luck to you. Thank you. Bye-bye. All right. Who is our next caller? 
Okay, our next caller is Amanda, and she wants to know if her boyfriend's feelings have changed. Okay, Amanda. Hi. Hi. Um, What is your boyfriend's first name? I actually do not want to say that on air. Um, Can I give you a beginning letter instead? Um, for me, I need a first name. So w- le- let me, uh, Rachel, could you take her into a um, private room and just um, send me a, a message as far as what the person's first name is? Do you mind giving it out to, to somebody so that we know it? No, as long as you don't say it on air. I won't say it. I won't say it. But I need that. And it'll just take her one second to take you into a, a private room to, have, to get that information. She's in the room now. Okay, good. So they'll be back in just a minute. Myrna, do you need a name? No, I don't do it that way. So, you know, All right, my so I'm going to let you run with this. As, as soon as okay. she's back, I'm going to let you run with it until Rachel gets me the information. Okay. All right, and then I'll then I'll let Dr. Jean. Okay. So, Amanda? Let me get her back Amanda? on the air. Oh, she's not there yet. Oh, okay. I'm Amanda, here. are you there? Here. Okay, Amanda's here. Okay, Amanda, how old are you? I'm 20. And how old is the person we're talking about? Uh, 22. And is he an immature 22? Because that's what I'm getting. No, he's not at all. Okay, so then I'm I'm getting that wrong. But what I got was um, you have this question because you have feelings. You're starting to feel something, right? Well, we've had feelings for each other, but it's just like he told me he's like really stressed out with a lot of things and um, he's kind of, I should say like, I'm giving him his space, but you know, I'll contact him like every three days just to see how he's doing and like, I want to know like what exactly is going on because he did, you know, tell me he's really stressed out and he was just thankful for me being patient with him and stuff. Well then you have to be patient a little while longer to see. How long have you been going out? For half a year. Well, we're, like, not official, but, you know, we've been together. Okay, here's what I tell people. First month, everybody's on the best behavior. At three months, you let the guard down. At six months, if there's no bickering, competition, sexual tension, frustration, that's the one. But if he's telling you he needs his own space right now, Six months is when that shows up. So that means he's rethinking something, and you got too close, and he got scared. He has fear in his gut. That I agree with a million percent, because that's exactly what I was picking up, Myrna. He just needs the space to sort of figure things out. Yeah, I got a sense that, you know, of him almost in a sense stringing you along, like he doesn't want to lose you, and he sees a lot of value in the relationship, but... uh, he doesn't want to, for whatever reason, fully commit himself yet either. He do you does not see want to us committed? I mean, do you see us being like committed, like soon in the near future? I do not. I don't feel he's ready for it. Um, That's and why I feel, after, yeah. And I feel he's going to ham and haw. I don't see you guys splitting up, um, but I do feel that you know, if if he's sensing that this is about to propel to an, to the next level of commitment, he's going to keep pulling back. I don't find in his energy, even though Myrna had asked you, is he an immature, 
I believe that's what she was asking you. At, at from That's a what I was trying to find out. Right. Yeah. From a relationship standpoint, the man is not ready to um, to take that next step. And I feel he's going to continue to sort of hold back from it. So your best approach is to act more casual and not, um, not t- even talk about commitments or, you know, serious relationships or anything like that. Enjoy the moment with him, and your moments are going to – start expanding with him and you're going to end up having more and more and more and at some point shows itself to me to be quite a distance in the future he would be more ready you know if you if you choose to stay in a relationship that isn't a committed relationship um it showing itself to me you know quite a bit in the future um he would be more ready to be in a committed relationship so So can i say something oh yes Well, what I'm thinking is um, Dr. Laura is on the radio. I don't know if you've ever heard of her show. And she says, oh, yeah. if you give, okay, if you give two years to a relationship and there's no ring and no date, they're not going to commit. So six months in is when he's starting to get squirrely a little bit because I asked you if he was immature because he's afraid that you have um, ideas and that you want to make this permanent someday and he's nowhere near ready. So I tell people, girls should be 24, a guy should be 27, and that would be the ideal age to get married. Well, nobody does that. Nobody listens to me. But I was 20 when I got married the first time. So um, you have plenty of time. You're not an old maid at 20. You know, and if you really like him, you have to let him have his head, and he has to let you have yours. Is he seen like is he like doing anything bad behind my back that I should be concerned about? I personally do not feel that he's dating other people. Um, you know, I, I really I don't feel it's so much about him moving on as it is about him just sort of catching his breath because that's the way it's showing itself to me. What what my gut feeling is if you hold on too tight and he feels trapped or cornered um, he will reach out to to other women just as a diversion in a way. But right now, he's I don't feel that he is cheating on you. Do either Myrna or Dr. Cirillo, do you pick I up anything different? I didn't get that. Yeah. yeah, I, I don't didn't either. pick that up. No, yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's cheating, but I think he's, he's having uh, now second thoughts about whether or not he's ready to get serious in right. this relationship. And, right, and I don't feel that he is. So let us know how it turns out, and good luck to you. All right, thank you very much. You're very welcome. We have time for one more caller. Who's our next caller? Our final caller is Allison. She's been waiting a while, and she is calling to find out about her work situation. All right, Allison. Hi, thank you for taking my call. It was a long (laughs) way. Tell us what's going on right now and Um, what we pick up. Okay, well, basically, um, I've got about um, one month. I've been unemployed for almost two years. I've got one month left, and then my unemployment runs out. Um, I've been looking at everything and anything, not even related to my career. I've been out of my career for almost six years. There's nothing even remotely similar to my career where I live. The town where I'm living is absolutely dying. It's hideous in terms of jobs, and I, I, um, but I just got to find something um, because I really need to get out of here. All right. Uh, Berna, do you want to jump in with this one, and then I'll follow Yeah, I can't. First of all, what's your career that you haven't done for six years? Um, Editing and writing. Well, you can't make a living in writing. 
editing. Unless you write. Oh, oh yeah, I did. I did. Um, writing news in, as in newspapers, writing, writing, um, helping people write articles and that kind of. And okay. Well, plus, I'm a journalist, and my degree was in journalism, and I wrote three books. Yeah. And you can't really get wealthy from writing. But oh, no, you can't. It's for the love or for some other goal. But it's, I think years ago you could when all people did was read, but now there's so many diversions with the Internet. Yeah. Right. Writers so don't you, do what they used to do. If you were a writer, could you teach other people how to write? Uh, uh. Um, I, I do. I have a, a single tutoring, uh, a tutor uh, student, but uh, I, I can't make a living. Uh, I don't have a. Or help people write papers. If you can write papers, and most people can't these days, a lot of students. I think you could make a good living uh, helping people with term papers and and other things. Allison, we're, what type of writing did you? To me, it almost feels like you were a reporter or something. Yeah, something yeah, like it was that like that? It was a. New, it was mostly in, in newspapers. It was a yeah, newspaper. That's what it feels to me. Biz, business. I'm really good at business writing. I really love business writing. In fact, most of my career was in Japan, not in the United States. Oh. See, I think okay, we're well, still being open for you in this, and I know you said that you've exhausted. You know everything. Have you looked outside of your geographic area? Because to me, it feels like there is work available for you as a reporter. Or um, no, I don't have report. No, 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 no. I don't have reporting skills. I don't or, have the or, or working for a newspaper. I'm I'm making that generic. Um, I I have been looking outside outside my state. Yes, I have. But the newspaper industry is a horrible industry to be in now because it's really dying. It was dying even before the recession hit. A lot of it has to do with the internet and all the shifts that are just going on in, in the way that the media, um, you know. I want to get into magazines. I want to get into publishing. I don't want to be in newspapers anymore. It's a de it's really a dead dead industry. It really is dying very very quickly. Um, I to uh, I I just you know my, I don't want to talk about the future. I want to talk about right now because right now is the, is what I need to be concerned about for my rent, finding a job. I mean. Well, that's what we were trying to tell you, what we were picking up for you. Um, and, and I do see doors still open for you. Um, to me, it feels like um, a potential of um, still getting work in your field. But, you know, it seems like you're sort of eyeballing, you know, a very particular area that you want. And I do feel in order to get the job quickly, you're going to be have to be a little bit more flexible because one thing I feel will lead to the next. I look a very blue, very blue collar, very blue collar. Um, or what's the word I'm looking for? Um, you know, railroad town. My career opportunity, career opportunities, anything in my in my industry, it just doesn't exist here. It's blue collar. It's no, I agree. You have to go outside of your geographic area. That I, I can almost guarantee you. Um, if you stay in your area, I feel you have to do a complete different, um, you know, reversal of what you're looking for right now. And I don't see it um, bringing you the kind of um, income that, you, that you're either expecting or need to exist. So well, I'm, yeah, yeah, but I'm not trying to make any money. I'm just trying to make enough money so that I don't end up on the streets. And that's all I can ever make where I live. And right now, that has to be good enough. Time is really urgent here. I don't have, I don't have a month. I don't, I, you know, it needs to be like, <laughs> like tomorrow. 
Um, Dr. Cirillo, do you have any thoughts on this? Well, possibly then I would look for some temporary work just to tide you over because I'm thinking when you feel that desperate and it's a hard market out there, you do have problems. So I would just take maybe side work, temporary. Don't look for the security if you want something. Uh, now, get on a payroll doing anything, and then you can pay your, your bills for the couple of weeks and then look for something else. I've been doing that too. The temporary temp agency business here is really bad. I've signed out. I don't want to stay in this town. I just, you know, it's just as soon as I can get the heck out of here. Even the temp agency jobs are are lacking. It's just so withering. I mean, it's dying very, very quickly where I live. It really is. I've lived here for four years. It's just, it's just incredible. It's scary. So now we're talking relocation. Right, which is yeah. what I have felt all along, that yeah. for her to get what it is that she needs, she has to get out of that area. Yes. Uh, I mean, that that's where okay. I see your future unfolding for you. Yes, Allison. I agree. Well, I, if, if you get any interviews, you can't let them smell the stink on you of desperation either. No, I don't. You have to walk in like you, have to walk in like you own the place yep. and not I, let them know that you really need that job bad. I do that. I do that. I've been I've been applying for a lot of housekeeping jobs, you know, pays minimum wage and um, you know anything like that because I have some exper- a lot of experience doing that. Um, I, I you know I would love to make the move. I'm looking at Colorado. Um, I'm I'm just spending hours and hours on the internet looking for something in my career in Colorado. I haven't found. Okay, well no, that's where I, I live. Yeah. Let me tell you something. The recession is everywhere, but we didn't get hit as bad as the East Coast. Yeah, I know. There are jobs here. Yeah, but I'm competing not just I'm I'm competing with people already unemployed in Colorado, so it's tough coming from out of state. Well, it is and it isn't. <laughs> yeah. If you have a talent or you have something somebody wants, they'll pay for it. Well, we are winding down, so um, we do wish you a lot of luck. Uh, um, without a doubt, if you can get out of your area, we do see some really positive things for you. But I wanted to say thank you to all our listeners and callers for inviting us into your homes tonight. We love hearing from you. There's a few callers that we did not get to your calls. Please either send your questions to mailbag at ladyfontaine.com or give us a call next week and we'll be sure to get you on the air early. Um, Thank you to our guest, Myrna Myrna Lou Goldbaum. It was a pleasure having you here. Oh, I loved it. This was fun. It went fast. Great. And uh, we'll talk offline. We're going to definitely have you back because I I think you were wonderful. And I'll tell you, some of the side conversations that my co-hosts are talking (laughs) about, they see you and me doing a separate show. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> we'll yes, we fans. do. <laughs> <laughs> and I want to thank you also to my co hosts, Dr. Jean Cirillo, Frank Todaro, and Julie Zellman. Special thanks to Rachel Look, who did a great job screening calls and helping us with the switchboard. Thank you. Many blessings to each of you, and I am in gratitude to all of you. Have a wonderful week, and remember to honor yourself, and you'll automatically draw in countless experiences that honor you. Paranormal enthusiasts, remember to tune into Frank Tadero's The Invisible World. Either call 718-508-9285 or check out the show page here on Blog Talk Radio for The Invisible World. 
Good night, everyone. Hope to see you back here next week. And remember to reclaim you. We are always here to honor and support you and provide the guidance to help you aspire to all your dreams. Good night, all. Good night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.